Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Praise the Lord. Wow, it feels good in here. We are in the presence of the King of Kings today. And the worship, the singing, the musicians did a wonderful job. I have ministered in children's camps. I did for many, many years. And I always told the children that Jesus is a perfect gentleman. And if you are reaching out, I would teach them four easy steps to raise your face and to lift your hands and to use your playground voice. And if you're doing that, while we're worshiping, Jesus walks right by your seat. But if you're not doing that, he says, oh, they don't want me to touch them. And because he's a perfect gentleman, he just goes right on by. But if you reach out when he passes by, he says, oh, oh, good. They want me to touch them. And he reaches out and touches you. And you feel it. You leave changed. What is the sense in getting up and getting dressed and coming? We came in a storm a thunder and lightning storm this morning. The bed would have just felt so good just to lay there, right? What is the sense in getting all ready and coming to sit and not participate and not let Jesus touch you? The good thing is if you haven't let him touch you yet, he's still here. And we sure do love you. And we're so happy to be back with you. And it's not very many places we get to come two times in one year. And this is our 60th church this year that we have been in. We have ministered all over Arkansas and Texas and Illinois. And we've just been all over the place, gone for months at a time, ministering almost every night of the week. That's how you fit 60 churches in. And we have seen the miraculous. God is healing people. We are seeing miracles like I have never seen. I know there are people who have passed. And I'm so sorry for those of you who have suffered loss. And I myself have suffered loss. But I want to remind you that God is sovereign His decisions are always right, and we trust him. But it doesn't mean that he stopped healing. I have seen people come off ventilators that have been on for months, that had prior health problems, that are even elderly, that are up and even preaching the gospel. We have seen God do more healing in this last hour than ever before. So don't be dismayed. He is still healing. He's getting ready to come back and get us. And we've got to be ready. What if, you know what I'm going to say, what if this was the last service before Jesus comes? How would we worship? How would we get involved with this message today? And what would the altar look like if we knew he was coming today at three o'clock? Amen? 
Amen. You're all looking at me like you don't remember me. You're making me very nervous. Maybe it's the glasses. I got new glasses. I finally crossed over to the old lady kind, the bifocals. I'm accepting that 60 is coming in December. And I know you could not imagine that I'm anywhere near 60. We're going to have a good time today. You know I believe the church ought to be fun. So loosen up. Clap your hands to the Lord. Shout with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Give him high praise. That's it. We're here to worship the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's still on the throne. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is here in the midst of his church ready to touch and heal and deliver and fill. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Philippians. We're reading in chapter 3. This message, we're going to have fun today. Oh, I love the work of God, the house of God, and the people of God. And pastor, thank you for letting us come back. I'm under the covering of my pastor today, my precious husband. And I submit myself to you, Pastor Cordell. I'm under your covering. Philippians 3 and 13 says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark. For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The writer is saying, I'm not saying that I've already made it. That's what he's saying there. I haven't apprehended. I, I haven't arrived. I don't have it all together. But this one thing I do... <laughs> I'll assure you, this one thing I do, I forget the past. Somebody today needs to forget the past. Quit looking behind. I got all, this will make you laugh, I got all wound up in a pulpit one night talking about this scripture, it was a long time ago, and I said, you need to put your behind in the past. I meant put your, the past behind you. And you know, people were so into the message they didn't notice, only a handful noticed. And I noticed, but your behind in the past comes from the Lion King. Pumbaa says that. So those of you that do not have a one bit of carnality and don't know what Lion King is, it is a child, children's program. <laughs> put your behind, some of you need to put your behind in the past. Get over the past. Forgive people that hurt you. Forgive yourself. Quit looking back. Quit repenting of things that are under the blood. Put it behind you. This one thing I do, I just forget about all that. And reaching forth unto those things which are before. Hallelujah. I press. Press. You ever use iron? Press, I press, but you know what? This word is a lot stronger than this. 
This word is I strain. I'm working on it. It's work. I'm working on it. Why? Because the prize is going to be worth it. I strain, press, persevere towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's press on. We're almost to the finish line. For your hearing today, this simple message the Lord gave me, a prize every time. A prize every time. You may be seated. That is a wonderful promise when you're playing a game. That when you put your money in, you're going to get something. Have you ever been to a little carnival or fair where they are hollering and calling out as you're passing by? They want you to stop and play their particular game. But the one that might catch your attention is the one that says, step right up, prize every time. Because you know even if you're not good at the game, you're still going to win the prize. That's kind of exciting. You're not going to go home empty-handed. I have my own personal claw machine. It is getting low on prizes. We will have to fill it up again. And I was excited when my claw machine came, when Amazon Prime set it on the doorstep and I unwrapped it and put in brand new batteries and it came with its own little coins and it played music and it lit up. And then the little claw, I could move it and it would pick something up and drop it and I would win a prize. The grandbabies would win a prize. However, it worked about two weeks. So if you were getting excited about playing this after church, I'm so sorry. It does not work, but we can turn it over, take the lid off and dump something out for you. I would not want you to go home disappointed. (laughs) A prize every time. I am here today to make a confession. You are part of my family. We're going to spend eternity together. And I just have to have a little confession time. And confession is so good for the soul. And I've already got all this under the blood. So, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm confessing to my brothers and sisters that for many years I had a secret addiction. Every Walmart, every Denny's, every IHOP. There are these large machines that stand in the doorway with all kinds of stuffed animals. And I could not pass by if I had a quarter, and there used to be a quarter, believe it or not, many years ago. I could not pass by without trying my hand at the claw. None of the other machines ever enticed me. But I would see something that was so cute. And I knew that if I would use my skill and my talent, I could move the stuffed animal over and drop it into the little hole where I could reach in and it would be mine. I had perfected the claw. I know I don't look like like a claw machine person, but I am, was, And sometimes I had been known to win two at a time. The claw would grab two things because I knew exactly how to move that little handle so it would dangle over top of the object and grab it just right and I would win. And so I played the claw to the degree that my 
daughters would say, Mom, stop bringing home stuffed animals. The kids can only have so many stuffed animals, Mom. I was with a pastor and in a church where I administered, it was Sunday night and the services were over and we went out to eat and they invited about 30 people to go out to eat at a Denny's. And we're all sitting there ordering and you know when 30 people go to Denny's, how long that takes? So once I got my order in, all I could think about was I had passed the claw machine. And in that claw machine, there was something I really really wanted. In that claw machine was a stuffed deer. It had little spots on its back. I mean, you don't, you just don't see stuffed animals, deer. It, it was just so cute. And I thought I can, I, I could set that on my little stool. I, I'm not giving that away. I'm going to win it because I am so good at the claw. I know I can win this. So I reach down in my purse and I get out the ones that I have in my purse. And I excuse myself to go to the restroom. Now, I didn't lie. I did go to the restroom, but then I went back around the other direction toward the front of the restaurant. Our table is over there in the corner. They can't see me. There's, there is a wall and glass between us, so they, they, they can't see me, and I'm standing at the claw. Now, you have to understand this is very serious. I, I only had so many ones, and I wanted that little deer, so I, I put those, the one in, and, and it, the music plays, and it moves, and I'm, with my skill and talent, I move it right above the little deer. It's just dangling there. And I believe you, the, the scripture. You know I believe scripture. It says, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. So I forget anybody else's in the world when I'm playing. And I'm jumping up and down saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. While, while it picks it up and it's shaking, you know how it does. And it brings it over here like this. And I'm saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And it drops it just shy of the hole where you stick your hand in. Well, I've got another dollar. I am feeding the second and then the third dollar in. I only had three and every single time it would pick it up and it would move it a tiny little bit and drop it just shy of that hole. I compose myself and go back to the table. When I walk around the partition to go back to the table of 30 saints and the pastor and his wife, they are all laughing. Because what I thought was a piece of glass was two-way glass. It, it was something they could see through. It looked dark on my side, but they could see through on the other side. And they had been watching me jump up and down in front of the claw machine saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. One of the gentlemen there took out a wad of ones. <laughs> he threw them over at his teenage grandson and he said, take Sister Vicky out to that claw and play until you win. Play until you, I almost forgot, I, I brought something to show you. Play until you win. So there we were. He was playing. I was jumping up and down. See, I told you it was cute. I don't think it was worth $23. <laughs> 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 
but he handed me my deer and I walked proudly back to the table. <laughs> and it sits on a special little stool in my living room as a reminder. You know what? There, there is a prize. <laughs> you got to press towards the mark. There's a prize every time when you serve the Lord. You don't go home empty-handed when you leave church. But you got to press. You got to press. You, you've got to determine, I'm going to win. I'm going to make it. I came today to tell this body, this church that I love so much, we're going to make it. We've almost crossed the finish line. We're going to make heaven. We're going to be shouting around the throne together. It's not going to be very long. We're going to make it. <laughs> Play until you win. That's a good sign. Just keep going until you win. Don't stop until you win. Just keep playing until you win. I took my grandbabies to one of those places that they have uh, games and pizza. And it costs lots of money. And, and, and so you just keep giving them tokens. It was tokens, little 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 round gold coins and they put them in the machines and this particular place they were there were seven grandchildren so that's a lot of coins and they're feeding them in the machines and they have skee-ball and they have basketball and they have all kinds of games and I am watching them and going from one to the other and and it is not very long they've been playing just a little while when I miss them all of a sudden they're just they're gone and so I hear their voices and I come around a corner and back in the far corner of that game room is a machine and that machine is full of little rubber duckies. They're only about this big. They're all different colors dressed in different outfits but nothing in it but rubber duckies. But what was happening, here's all these little girls. It was all seven little girls and they had their shirt tails pulled out and they had each had about 15 duckies already because they figured out you put a token and in this machine you get something every time you get a little rubber ducky every time and even some little tiny girls got it in their mind I would rather play where there's a prize at the end I surely don't want to keep feeding my coins into something and getting nothing back hallelujah I came into a IHOP and the man was there and had the machine pulled out from the wall and unplugged. He had the most gigantic bag of stuffed animals I've ever seen. I decided that's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> A claw machine filler. <laughs> I said, sir, do you have a minute to talk with me? I could tell by his expression, not really. I said, I just have a question for you. I have been playing the claw machines for many years. And I want you to know that I feel like I am a professional. I have it down to a science. I win a lot of stuffed animals. But there are just certain times that no matter how much money you feed in there, that claw almost looks like it's loose. And I don't understand why my techniques don't always work. He laughed out loud at me. Well, I can explain that to you, he said. 
Years ago, we used to have to come and pull the machine out from the wall and set the machine that way. But now it's all on computer. And I have a lot of these machines scattered across the city. And I can sit at home and pull up the statistics from each one of my machines. It'll tell me how many times it's been played in the last month, in the last week, in the last day. And I can, from my computer, set that claw so that when people are feeding their money in, it only wins every 18th time or every 52nd time because I've got to make money. And so if I need to make money on my machine, I have to know how many prizes can be won. He could see the horror on my face. You've got to be kidding me. It's rigged. He said, exactly. So all this time, I thought I had apprehended. I thought I had it down pat. I thought I knew how to do it. I thought it was my ability and my skill and my talent. And calling on the name of Jesus was winning all these prizes. Where all along, I was playing a machine that only because I played it so often did I ever win. Because they're all rigged. It broke my addiction right there. You can ask my husband. He'll try to tempt me and say, would you like to play the claw? And I say, no. They're rigged. Because wouldn't you think that once you figure out that it's rigged, that the devil's got this whole thing rigged, and every time you feed into his kingdom, every time you get addicted to something that he's put before you, that it ends up, you're empty. That you don't make heaven. That you don't win the prize because his kingdom is rigged. I would think it would break the back of every addiction when people finally come to the knowledge of the word and come to the truth and they realize, you know what? The devil's been duping me. I've been trying to fill the void in here with all the things he's offering and it ends up in hell. I get nothing in return down here but a lot of headache, a lot of pain, a lot of woe, a lot of problems and sleepless nights and and drunken stupors and sickness and, and families are torn apart and children are hurt because of the devil's games. Quit feeding into something with no returns. The devil's kingdom is rigged you'll never win you win nothing a moment of fleeting enjoyment fun sure sin can be very fun very pretty very attractive but that's the allure he doesn't show you the other side of the billboard he doesn't show you that person that got hooked on nicotine as a young, young person. I, I watched my older sister hooked up to machines on the last hours of her life. She had come back to God. She had broken the back of that addiction. She realized this thing is rigged and I'm not giving the, the devil any more of my life. And she had come back to God. But you see the damage it had done to her body. She laid there every breath. 
Every time I see somebody light up, I want to stop and say, if you'd seen what I saw with my sister, you wouldn't be lighting that thing up. If you knew what I know, the other side of the billboard. Don't feed into the lies of the enemy. It is too late to keep sinning, to keep your addictions going, to keep hiding sin, to, to live a borderline life. Sell out, give it all to God. Make up your mind, I'm gonna walk with him as closely as I can and I'm not gonna give anything into the devil's kingdom. It doesn't have to be just addictions. It's how you live your life. Submitted, covered by your pastor, faithful to the house of God in giving, in service, uh, knowing that I'm going to give my all every time the doors are open. I'm, I'm going to be here. If I have a job that conflicts, I'm going to pray until God gives me a different job because the house of the Lord comes first. I'm going to give of my tithe and offering and, and out of the abundance that God's given me, I'm going to give back. I'm going to support everything that goes on. This is my church and it's part of the big worldwide church that Jesus is coming back for you won't go wrong giving into the kingdom of God as in service attendance and faithfulness it's time for everybody in this church to start winning souls how do, how do you do that one at a time well I don't know how to win souls pray God send me somebody hungry somebody that wants you Send me somebody. Start praying that I dare you to just start praying, Lord, send me a hungry soul. You watch what will happen. Listen, it used to be hard to win souls. And we all got that in the back of our heads. Some of us older people, especially, we remember the days when they said, don't talk to me about that. When people were sometimes very rude, they didn't want to hear it. But I'm telling you, the world is in such a shape and everything is such a mess and people don't know what to believe. They don't know what to count on. They're worried. They're, they don't know what's happening. They've heard just enough Bible through the years to know something's happening in the sky. And, and there are people that are so wanting truth and it's going to take somebody saying, listen, I know it's a fearful time, but if you'll let me help you, you can get ready for heaven because Jesus is coming. I've been telling people, waitresses, waiters, people everywhere we go did you know that Jesus is coming people are not looking at me like a foreign object they're, they're not saying what no people are saying I know that and I need to get myself in church I know that I need to be ready one little waitress at, at the IHOP a few weeks ago in, a, in another state she, she looked up and, and I said you have been so sweet and, and there's not enough help anywhere you go so they're waiting on massive amounts of people by themselves it's everywhere and I said, you have been so sweet. And when you could be complaining because you've had such a workload. And I said, are you a Christian? She said, no, but I need to get myself back in church. She said, and I don't want a church that's going to water things down because I don't want to go to hell. That was her very words. People know, but they need somebody who will say, Jesus is coming. Let me help you get ready. Press towards the mark for the prize. There's a prize that awaits us. I'm so excited about that prize. When I came home with my little dear, I didn't hide it. 
I have a picture on my phone. They took a picture of me with that young man holding my dear, smiling, grinning like a little girl. And my daughter said, Mom. She said, well, I have to admit it's very cute. I said, uh-huh. Look what, look, look what happened. Somebody won this for me. I, I'm telling her the story because I was so happy. I remember one time I was at this, this state fair with my children. And I don't know why, because these things are all pretty much rigged. All these games, they're rigged. You can only win every so often. But I, I just thought, well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try my hand at this. You had to put a hula hoop around a great big, huge stuffed animal. I'm talking the size of a small child. There were black panthers and tigers, and, and you had to throw the hula hoop. And that hula hoop had to clear completely the block that that tiger was sitting on. And that thing stood up real, real big, like like a child. It was big, and. and so I just gave him my, my money. I think it was $2 for three rings. And I threw the first one and it didn't go. And they're, they're hollering in the microphone, you know, and people are gathering, starting to watch. And I threw the second one and it didn't go. And finally I said, Jesus, let me win this. Just let me win this for my girls. And I threw the third one and it cleared it and went down over the block. And the guy looked shocked in the microphone. You know, I am the least likely to succeed as far as that kind of, you know, any kind of coordination goes. And he just looked and he begrudgingly took down this big black panther and handed it to me and here I am carrying this four foot stuffed animal at first it was kind of annoying and then I saw people looking and pointing and smiling and laughing so now I have my black panther on my shoulders I'm walking through the park yeah I won that I'm kind of good at these games that got here you know, that, because I'd won. Because I had the prize. People don't hide prizes. They want to tell everybody about what they got. Why aren't we going out of these doors and saying, guess what? Jesus is coming. We're about to go to heaven. I want to make sure you're ready. Let me help you get there. Somebody clap your hands because we're going to win the prize. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell everybody about your prize. Did you come to the keyboard and play softly and give them some hope? I was six years old. Daddy took me to the grocery store. And when we got in the front of the grocery store, dad would always take a quarter out of his little change purse. You remember those little rubber change purses that you just squished open? had a little black rubber change purse and he'd take a quarter out of there and he'd say now go get your snack and then come and find me that was back in the days of innocence where you could leave children alone in a store at six years old I had on my little jean skirt and my I had on my winter coat it was green plaid with big pockets and a velvet collar big great big buttons my little boots, my snow boots on. I had all my mittens and I had that little quarter clutched in my mittens. And I went to the front to that machine where I would stand and look and decide, it, decide what I wanted. Every time it was the same. Chocolate cookies with cream filling. I was barely tall enough to reach the slot 
I stretched my little arm as high as I could and put that quarter in. And then you had to pull pretty hard a knob out and it would pop back. And then the coils would begin to turn that held packages and packages and packages of cookies, all kinds of things in that machine. Go ahead. The coil began to turn upon receiving my little quarter. And I'm standing waiting because I, I know the drill. I'm going to reach my hand in that device that feels like it wants to snap your fingers off to get my cookies and then go find dad it was simply buy dad a little time because it was a lot more expensive to take me through the store and buy everything I threw in the cart that I really needed so here I am getting my little cookies And all of a sudden, I realize that more than my chocolate cookies fell. That that entire coil of chocolate cookies was going around and around and that all the packages were dropping. And it only took me a second to realize that every single coil in that machine was going around and around and there came the Cheetos and the Milky Ways and the Peanutty Bars and the chips and the vanilla cookies and everything was falling at once. Filling up that tray. I had no problem at all. Getting that tray open, I threw my mittens on the floor and I'm grabbing those things out and I'm stuffing my jean skirt pockets and I've got my outside pockets full and I button my coat and I'm stuffing chips and Cheetos and Fritos and peanutty bars and, and my coat is stuck out to here and I'm, I'm, I've got snacks already on my person for six months. I'm laughing. I'm having the time of my life. All I did was put in a quarter. It's my lucky day. I'm having the time of my life. I'm in my own little world. When I hear, <clears throat> I turn around slowly. It's a police officer. Just what do you think you're doing? You know, the devil will stand over you if you'll let him. All day long, every day, he's the accuser. Just what do you think you're doing? You think you're going to make heaven? You're going to get the prize? You can't live this. You're not doing this right and you're not doing that right and, and, and you're not going to make it. I've heard that voice the accuser of the brethren that's why it's so important to quit looking back he'll remind you of what you were what you did, how you acted but if you repented of it this morning it's under the blood and Jesus has already forgotten it I said I, I I just, I just put in a quarter 
because my dad let me have a quarter to get some cookies he always does and I just put in my quarter that's all I did and I pulled one knob I just pulled one and when I pulled one everything started going around and around and all of this stuff started falling and I just thought it was mine because I put it in I'm sorry I, I wouldn't want to go to jail and I'm sobbing and the tears are rolling down my cheeks because I feel guilty the devil makes you feel guilty But I was ever so grateful when he couldn't help but smile down at a little six-year-old girl with her coat puffed out to here full of loot. And he caught himself and he said, just get out of here. Just go find your, your, your dad and get out of here. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. He didn't make me put it back. All I put in was a quarter. I had the hardest time explaining to my dad what happened. Perhaps that's why it's so hard for us to witness. Because how do you explain? He went to a cross. They nailed him there. They whipped him and whipped him and whipped him. And they pierced his side. And he looked down through time and he said, I'm doing this for you. All you got to do is just give me a little something. Bring me your heart. I'll do the rest. How do you explain that? Undeserved, unmerited favor. His mercy and grace reaching way down when we don't even deserve it. And yet we don't want to give him a little something. Your reasonable service. Just a little bit of time. Just a little bit of Bible reading. A a little prayer. Just bringing your heart to the altar and saying, here I am, Lord. Just putting in a little something. Pastor, what can I do? I want to bless our church. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. Nothing could be enough for what he has done. And then on top of that, he went away to prepare a place. And where I go, you'll be with me also. I'm coming back to get you. Press towards the mark of the high calling. This is a high calling. He called us kings and priests. He gave us royal blood flowing through our veins. We are daughters and sons of the king. Don't forget who you are. Hallelujah. And all we have to do is put in the quarter. Just the quarter. And we get all of that. He's the prize. Tell someone about the prize. Show someone what you got. Tell someone your testimony. Live in the overflow, the favor of the Lord. 
people see your life and the blessings of God on your life and they realize this is something I want those people live in the overflow God just keeps blessing and blessing their life. Why? Because we're his kids. And when we just give a little, he gives so much more. And we are, I'm here to tell you today, we are going to make it. It's almost over. And if you don't have anything else to shout about in your life, to worship about, to be happy about, if everything else seems to be in a winter season right now and you're hurting, let me remind you, you can always shout about that, that we are going to win. Would you stand with me? As the singers come, would you gather in and lift your hands and would you make a commitment today Lord, I'm going to give you all. I have always done just a little, but I'm going to do more. I'm going to be a witness. I'm going to begin to tell people about Jesus. I'm going to find somebody hungry. Come on, move out of your seats and gather in. If you need the Holy Ghost today, He's here to fill you. If you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, the water is ready. But a lot of us need to make a commitment today. I'm going to tell everybody about what the Lord has done. I'm going to quit playing into the devil's game. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.